Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Good to be at the table with you. It is. And I've been at the table with family this weekend. The nephews are in town. Yes. On my husband's side. And I have a story to share. Oh, do share. I love these stories. So we wanted to sit down to eat our dinner last night. And my husband... At your house. Yep. My husband had smoked some pork Mm, on the big green egg. And um, so we were just, you know getting everything ready and I just kind of thought you know what these boys are 13 15 and 17 and like many boys and girls that age they don't do a lot of table setting right okay like in terms of grab something as you go to soccer practice or whatever or sit at the table but there wasn't a setting that was already sitting there for you and so I said, okay, boys, 20 bucks for whoever can put this fork, knife, and spoon in the right position. Extra five bucks if you put the knife in the right direction. Come on. So challenge accepted. Okay. All um, three of them are in. Yes. At trying. It was so fun watching them, like, try and copy each other and... Love it. Come up with what they were going to be as their... Now, do they have phones, like, where they could look something up? Or... I sprung it pretty fast. Okay. So I had, like, I was waving a $20 bill around as I, I was it. putting forks in. I, did, I didn't I did do the two forks. Sure. Yeah. I literally only had One fork, a single, one knife, one spoon, yeah. one plate. And 17-year-old nephew Luke got the, not only the 20 bucks, but he even had his the knife five. in the. Come on. So I was very, very proud. But, you know. As and I, now they've all three learned it. I think, you know, who knows if they, but I thought of something after the fact that would have been helpful for them to remember it. And I've never thought of this before, but I think it makes sense. You know, we read left to right. Uh huh. So if you think of your place setting left to right, it goes alphabetical. Have we talked? I don't think we've said that before. So we talked about fork. Yeah. The F. But being the fork. If you don't remember that. Okay. And the. The R in the middle it's of there is kind of weird because yeah. there's no R. Right. But yeah, if you think of fork, far left, then you've got your plate, and then K, knife, S, spoon. Okay. Yeah. It goes alphabetical left Just to right. Just for that basic setting. You're yeah. right. So anyway, 
Um, That's a fun game. We, I was very proud of them. Very um, hopeful that, you know. Maybe it'll stick. It'll stick. So, (laughs) anyway. That's so cute. Well, I like our topic today. Me too. I was thinking through, you know, actually here in Tennessee, we've had mild, couple mild days. So mild. But typically, 4th of July is coming. It's usually blazing hot. Yes. And typically for 4th of July, we're all going to gatherings. Yeah. Not so much this year in the sense of gatherings are either not happening or smaller. Right. But if you are going to a gathering, you're often asked to bring a dish. Yeah. So in the heat, bringing something to a potluck, we thought it would be a great time to talk about ambrosia, mm-hmm. jello salads, and icebox desserts. So good. Thank- this was your idea. So this was very timely. And I just think it's the right time. It is. So when we fir- when I first sat down to research this, let's start with ambrosia. I was like, wait, do I look under salads or desserts? I didn't know. Well, that's a good question. In the South, we call many things salads. So here right? I here I sit with my junior league cookbook from Charleston that I've referenced several times on this podcast, the Charleston Receipts Repeats. It's under salads. Okay. So if you're not familiar with ambrosia, it is um, primarily, well, I didn't like it as a kid. I mean, I really, and that's shocking because I love marshmallows. Yes, you did. And did as a kid for sure. And. And it's fruit and creamy. So most ambrosia recipes contain canned or freshed pineapple. Mm Mm-hmm. Canned mandarin orange slices or fresh orange slices, miniature marshmallows, and coconut. Yeah, so I'm out because (laughs) I love the flavor of coconut, but I don't like the texture of coconut. And I don't like marshmallows. So (laughs) I I personally am out on ambrosia. But I love a good jello salad, so I'll share on some of those in a minute. Okay. Well, but ambrosia is very popular to have as a salad, which it is, is funny. It even means the meaning ambrosia is the food of the gods. Oh. Yeah. So, and it also can mean just something especially delicious to taste or smell. How funny. So. So general. I did want to, you know, I want to mention when we were talking marshmallows, we're talking miniature marshmallows. And right. a lot of times it's the pastel color. You do see that. You do see that. Like the light pastel green or light pastel pink. Uh I don't even know if I see those in stores very much anymore. But you might also see them with, see the ambrosia with pecans. Yes. Or maraschino cherries. Both. Yeah. So this has been around for a long time, though. I found someone referencing an 1867 cookbook entitled Dixie Cookery or How I Managed My Table for 12 Years, which they were saying was, according to them, the first instance of ambrosia appearing in a cookbook. So that's a long time ago for our country. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, in this recipe, you're you're grating the white part of the coconut. You're sweetening with a little sugar, placing in a glass bowl. You're alternating layers of pulped oranges and coconut. And they would usually serve it like in an ice cream plate or like a saucer. Okay. Um, It is pretty. So so that was one of the things I wanted to mention about these, even the jello salads and, and these different ones. 
they can be so pretty when you take them to something. Yes. Um, if you have like a trifle dish, which I exactly. do have a trifle dish that has that little stand on it. It just looks so pretty it in does. there. And again, when it's hot, it just feels wonderful to have something that's cool. Yeah. Refrigerated. Yeah. And then, yeah, time and, is right. And funny enough, though, this is also, ambrosia is also popular in the South at Christmas time. Yeah. So, you know, but I think it's to your point about it being pretty. I think it's the luxuriousness of right. it it's that got makes it cream. feel like it's like kind of a yeah, very. Um, I don't know, like just, just picturesque, yes. really, and extravagant ingredients too. It's yeah. not just yeah. And if you're going for fresh ingredients, fall would be typically like in Florida where they're. Um, getting a lot of oranges harvested so they would be prime in like the christmas time to make it fresh florida oranges and we've talked on the podcast before you know back in the day it seemed like an orange in your christmas stocking was a big big treat so can you imagine having something like this that had all those wonderful yeah so that's another reason why at christmas time if you're going to use oranges that makes it relevant to to do at that time but yeah i i like it now but i don't have i don't see it a whole lot um at potlucks yes but even at potlucks it's only if you've got kind of a some older generations around i don't think it's that's true you don't hear of young people making ambrosia Uh -uh. it is an older an older recipe yeah well, I am a fan of Jello salads. Yes, um, you are. That doesn't necessarily mean Jello as I think of like the see-through color. Yeah, just it's it's just in this recipe, right? But um, I love these because again, they're cool. Mm-hmm. They're soft, like they just are nice for. Um, this is even something to think about making if you have somebody that's elderly or somebody that's sick. That needs soft foods. Again, these are brilliant. fabulous. They this are is so brilliant to think about people in recovery. It is such a good thing to bring somebody because wow. soft foods are you know yes. just easier. Yes, and um and you can do different things with even what you have. That's brilliant. So I love I love the Jello salads. One of my favorite ones. I thought I would start with talking about is cherry fluff. Yeah. So cherry fluff is so. Easy. Four ingredients. Yeah. Um, you just need a can of that cherry pie filling yes. mix. 21 ounce can. Yes. Can. A 14 ounce can of sweetened condensed milk. A 20 ounce can of crushed pineapple. Yeah. You drain the juice off. And an 8 ounce container of Cool Whip. Okay. You literally just mix those four things together. Yeah. Put it in the refrigerator for two hours before you serve it. And yeah. it's so yummy. Yeah. Have you... It is yummy. Does Have you ever seen it garnished? With, do people put other things you with it put, around it? Because a lot of other even cherry salads that are similar to this, the garnishes are important too. Well, this one is creamy. Yeah, It's not like... True. You know, when you think of like those nice cranberry congealed salads, they yeah. put a little dollop of mayonnaise or something on it. This yeah. one's different in that it's already a creamy... Yeah, okay. Salad. Now, if you were if I were serving that on a little small plate, 
separate from a dinner plate. I would want lettuce on the bottom of it. Okay. Just so it's got a bed to sit on. You're so pro, sis. I love it. But typically when I have this, like I'm taking it to like a potluck or something like that. Yeah. So I'm not going to have that. It's going to go like a dollop on a plate. Yeah. I'm thinking of more of a like a bing cherry salad yes that would those too it would like part of your recipe any recipe you're gonna find for that is gonna include a little dollop of mayonnaise and probably some poppy seeds yes and i love those salads too those are great the mayonnaise part of that i don't like those paired together so i'm good without it lots of little luncheon places in the south will have that the puffy muffin they do that one that's just like you said with the little dollop of mayonnaise and the poppy seeds but um, you can, that's cherry fluff, the yes. one that I mentioned, but you can do that with, you know, the blueberry pie mix and make yes. it blueberry fluff or yes. there's lots of directions you could go. And those are, those pie fillings, because they're pie fillings, those are in the baking section. Yeah. Those aren't with other canned that's fruits. That's correct. Usually in the grocery store. And pretty much everybody has those. Yeah. And I'm not set on a brand on that. Um, yeah. So. The beauty of jello salads is... You can pretty much make whatever flavor of fruit you that like. you like. That's if right. If you're more citrus, go that way. If you yep. like berries, go that way. Yeah, uh, it's true. Any There's color. There's so many directions. I mean, <laughs> if you're true. trying to actually match a theme a of theme, colors. You can find the jello that's that color. Or bring a pop of color to your table spread. <laughs> that's awesome. When I was thinking about um, this particular topic, I had I had to get over this thought. Because do you remember that scene in... Christmas vacation where oh. they're sitting down to the the turkey dinner. Of course, their turkey is, you know, totally Hilarious. dried out. And he, uh, Chevy Chase sits down to eat some of Aunt Bethany's jello salad. He's like, Aunt Bethany, do you have a cat or does your cat like jello salad? I mean, there's like cat food in, in the, salad the salad of crazy Aunt Bethany's. <laughs> anyway, so I had to get past that image. To- and of course, uh, cousin Eddie loves it because yeah. he wouldn't even notice that there's cat food in there. Yeah. So or, there's an uh, orange salad, jello salad that I found in the Charleston book, book cookbook. I'll try and find a link to it. It says that it's very good with a little curry. What? I know. So it's recommended, like you were just saying a minute ago, to serve on a platter with lettuce, fill the center with cottage cheese. Oh, yeah. With, I've seen that before. Serve with mayonnaise. Yeah, so it's called an orange salad mold. Well, I have a recipe that I was hoping to make for today just because it sounded so good, but I didn't get it done. Creamsicle salad. Do you remember the old creamsicle? That sounds wonderful. Ice cream. So good because it's like orange and vanilla swirl. So this one is a package of tapioca pudding, a package of vanilla pudding, and a package of orange jello. An 8-ounce container of Cool Whip and a 10-ounce can of mandarin oranges. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, this kind of stuff, you literally could keep on hand. That's exactly what I was just thinking. And whip it up real quick. You just got to go get your pantry staples. These are going to last for months. Yep. Cool Whip's the only one that's got to go in the fridge, even. I mean, in the, yeah, in the freezer. Yeah. Everything else could sit for a while. And anyway, very basic, you know, thing you just whip up. Yeah. They one thing to keep in mind if you're making something like this, they do usually need to be refrigerated for a couple of hours though. So I'm saying whip it up, but you do need like refrigeration need time. time. 
you need time and let's go ahead and talk about a mold you need a mold can we talk about that for a second yeah if you're doing you know like these fluffs they're actually not gonna mold they're like just a creamy situation that you you can put in a trifle dish that would look real pretty or a bowl or a bowl yeah but yes if it's like gonna form which is part of the fun of some of these yeah is the form that's the way people kind of can show their pretty little mold If you have a bunt pan, it could work. Or if you don't have a bunt pan and you're just wanting something specifically for this, just look up ring mold. Yeah. That's how it would be listed. Or sometimes I've seen it called a fluted cake pan. Okay. Yeah. There are some really pretty ones on Amazon for under $15. Okay. And they have those um, almost like... I don't know, diamond-like shapes or like real geometric looking, but they, when they come out and they're just, it is lovely. So pretty. So yeah, real intricate designs, but so that's why these kind of things got real popular at luncheons and showers and things where people were like showing off their food. It wasn't just about yummy. It was about lovely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just pay attention. I would say to any recipe you're following on, removing the mold from the pan like don't rush that step because you are going to have to um probably fill a bowl with like some warm water when you first place the mold in it and then get it loose yeah then you'll be like dipping the exterior um out and then you know kind of shaking some water off (laughs) yeah maybe i'll find one of those yeah um so yeah i was gonna say don't rush the final step step either after you've got this lovely thing in a form yeah well i have the old school i bought it at a yard sale the old school tupperware green yes mold do you know what i'm talking about it was like a minty green color yes i got one of those that where did you get it at a yard sale perfect Mom used to have that exact I one know. and had gotten rid of it. And Same. I was like, oh, I wish I had that. And I'm not even kidding. Like within a month, I found one at a yard oh, sale. I was like, yes. That's so fun. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because she had she it. She used yeah. it a good bit in the day. Well, um, one of the most popular of these jello salads in the South that I know of is a lime salad. Yes. And so funny enough, I had looked up a a recipe of one that I remembered, like I was thinking of the ingredients I remembered being in it. Yeah. And then we had a listener, Mary Ann, that put up her mother's version. And then mom gave me the one that she made. She did? Okay, cool. So I've got three different ones that are very, you know, they're just different. Yeah. But the first two are real similar, the one mom did and the one I was remembering. Mm -hmm. And then Mary Ann's um, is a little different. Yeah. We can talk, you want to just talk about lime salads? Yeah, do that. And I have a funny variation of a lime jello salad that I'll throw in at the end of your list. Well, now this is one I like. And it does have marshmallows. Yeah. But you're melting the marshmallows. Yeah. So that's making, that's different to me. Do you forget that they're in there then? Well, it's just (laughs) not that chewy, like, consistency. Because it's kind of a consistency thing that I, it's what I don't like. So it's because it's just making it sweet, really. True. It's just creamy sweetness. Yeah. Um. But this recipe is crushed pineapple, lime gelatin, water, obviously, mm-hmm. to make the gelatin, um, two packages of cream, three-ounce cream cheese. Okay. So that's small. Um, chopped walnuts, miniature marshmallows, and heavy whipping cream that's been whipped. Okay. So we can just put up 
the recipe. Yeah. Which um, one is that? That is the one I had looked up that came from uh, Taste of Home. That's the one you remembered. Okay. And it comes from a lady named Susan Ormond in Jamestown, North Carolina. Um, but yeah, that's the one that I had in my head yeah. that I remembered. Yeah. And the one mom had was basically the same. Uh, it had mayonnaise as well. Okay. Whereas this one didn't have that. Right. Other than that, it was the same. Mayonnaise in it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I was wondering and, if it was for topping. Yeah, it, in it. And so that was pretty much the same one. And then Mary Ann Murphy's um, mom's lime salad is different because it is the lime jello, the crushed pineapple, the marshmallows, and then it has um, a small carton of cottage cheese. Oh, okay. And whipping cream or carnation milk. So well, that's fun. So that one's got the cottage cheese in it. Um, yeah, and she did put that up on our um, Facebook group yes, page. She did. So if you are in that group, you've already seen that one. But this is kind of just one of those people have memories of, you know, older generations making this lime salad. Yeah. And it is just pretty and lovely. So, well, and I found one that I'll put in the show notes a link to as well. It's a seven up lime jello salad. Oh. Oh. So you throw some seven up in there. That's fun. And um I thought that might bring I don't know, would it bring like kind of a tartness or just something That's interesting. else? I wonder what it doesn't have in it. Like what it's taking out and putting that in for you know, if there's a different liquid, like does it have less milk or well, cream I'll, or I'll something? I'll have to look it up and see. But yeah. That's fun. That was just on a blog that I found. Um Well, we're giving y'all all kinds of ideas of things you can make well i wanted to mention another gelatin situation Mm -hmm. that i'm curious to know if you have heard of aspic do you know aspic aspic no look in your charleston receipts and see if you see any aspic because i can almost guarantee they're going to have some aspic in that old spell it for me a s p i c okay Oh, so, so I, real quick, I just went back to the 7-Up. So it has water, lime jello, cream cheese, 7-Up, crushed pineapple. What's Dream Whip? Have you ever heard of Dream Whip? I'm assuming it's a Cool Whip kind yeah. of a thing. That's it. Okay. So, so. it's using 7-Up instead of cream. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Aspic. A-S-P-I-C. I, just, I can almost guarantee you that catalog, that um, cookbook's going to have some in there. So I'm going to give a definition. Aspic is a dish in which ingredients are set into a gelatin made from a meat stock or consomme. Consomme? A meat stock? Well, the, the one I'm t- going to talk about isn't a meat stock. Okay. But it is a savory so these oh. are often savory. Okay. Um, so this one is, oh, and it also went on to say non-savory sweet dishes often made with commercial gelatin mixes without stock are usually called jello salads. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be something you, in a form, you know, you would put in a mold with gelatin that's going to set. Okay. But it's savory. Interesting. So should I look under salads? I don't even know where to look. Well, as I talk, you just look okay. under... Yeah, I would think it would be under salad. Okay. I would think that would be right. Or maybe even... Does it have in the back where you could look up the word? No. Okay. Well, in the South, there is a popular dish, or used to be a popular dish, called tomato aspic. 
Okay. And I had already planned on mentioning this, and one of our listeners, Laura, had said, I hope you're going to have a conversation on tomato aspic. <laughs> so so here confirmed. we go. Tomato aspic is a spicy molded jelly served with a dollop of mayonnaise. It starts with tomato juice seasoned with a secret blend of spices, then mixed with finely diced onions, celery, and unflavored gelatin before being put into molds and chilled. So to me, it's basically like, I thought this is basically a gelatin Bloody Mary. That is exactly what it is. I'm making a face because I don't like Bloody Marys. I don't like Bloody Marys. And so this is definitely not something I would enjoy. That is so interesting, though. But I went on to read that they often include many different things. Worcestershire, Tabasco, horseradish, celery, stuffed olives, avocado, or even artichoke hearts, or even shrimp. Oh, wow. So I was thinking, this is like wow. full-blown Bloody Mary. It you know is. how you'll see people make Bloody Marys with all kinds of Worcestershire or Tabasco, and they go all these different spicy directions? Oh, yeah, and they'll get real fancy and put like a skewer of shrimp uh-huh. or something crazy. All kinds of right things. And I was there. like, this is basically the gelatin version wow. of a Bloody Mary. So as I continued mm-hmm. reading about this, there's a, a restaurant in Atlanta. It's been open since 1927 called The Colonnade. Okay. They, um, I was reading an article, it's actually from 2016, that said they serve 300 to 400 orders of tomato aspic each week. Oh my gosh. So it's definitely popular yeah. at this particular restaurant. Um, anyway, I just thought it was funny because um, I think as I was reading, it sounds like just what we were talking about. They became popular because people wanted to show off their mold. That's right. And it looks real pretty because it's red. Yes. And apparently they were real popular at Christmas, Christmas just like you red. said, because it's yep. green lettuce yep. with that red on, you know, sometimes on a silver platter or something. So it looked so Christmassy. That is so funny. Um, and then I found an article that Southern Living had done on reasons Southerners love tomato aspic. Oh. So here's some of their reasons. The beautiful color, mm-hmm. especially at Christmas. Um, a throwback comfort food. And it said that it was once a required dish at ladies' luncheons and funerals. Oh, okay. Still on many drugstore lunch counter menus, along with deviled eggs and banana pudding. Well, I want to try it, just because it just sounds know. interesting enough. Well. Yeah. I would be interested to know people's thoughts on tomato aspic. Yeah. Now, there's other aspects that I don't even think I could discuss on the podcast, because I gag too easy. But there's ones that include meat... And meat parts why? and why, why, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. That's so we won't for, get that's into not that for today's fluff and molds discussion. Fluff and sweetness talk, but I just didn't want to overlook the tomato aspect. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned that. We have a third category yes, of nice, cool foods to mention for which, your summer, yes, gatherings or. Just ice box, yeah. ice box desserts. Um, the ice box meaning basically the refrigerator back in the day. Yeah, that's right. So, and that is why it's named um, ice box is because the ice box is going to do most of the work. Yeah, here. little or no baking, which is the beauty in the South. Right. You don't want to heat the whole house up by baking a pie. Ideal for Southerners <laughs> that would still like to have desserts, but they are not wanting the heat of baking exactly. So, and you know, ice was big business. 
also back in the day. Yeah. So it was funny. I I don't ever really have to buy ice because I've got an ice maker like probably every person listening to this. But we were doing something in a cooler. So I bought some ice this past week. And I, for a second I was thinking, this is so cheap. This is, you know, I think it was like two fifty, two ninety nine for a pretty for a big bag. 10 pound bag of ice. And I was thinking, you know, I, I don't know, is just seems so cheap considering it's kept in this massive cooler outside the gas station, you know, but it's, then I started thinking about it and I it was is going, just frozen it's water. just frozen water. All they had to put together was the plastic bag, really. Right. That's right. So, you know, but I, I just. Because we're so blessed that we live where there's clean water. Yeah. I mean, let's don't even take that for granted. Yes. Clean water and refrigeration. Yes. Humongous. So you may have heard of icebox pies, icebox cakes, cookies, all of those have variations that can be done in icebox form. I loved that also, again, on our Facebook group, uh, was it Christina? Yeah, she put up an easy lemon icebox pie recipe. Looks so good. And easy, right? I mean, this was the kind of thing, uh, thank you so much for this, Christina, because... This is almost like the kind of thing you should always have this stuff on hand in the summer in case you want to put something together fairly quickly. Yeah. Again, some refrigeration time needed. But, um, in fact, four hours of refrigeration yeah. time so that or freezer time. So that's important to think of. But it's super easy as far as the ingredient list. Mm-hmm. Four ingredients, cream cheese, lemon juice, a prepared pie crust, and a can of sweetened condensed milk, right? Yep. So pretty much lemon takes the back seat. It's all, <laughs> I just realized that it's all well, like. Well, not really. I mean, you're using like fresh lemon juice. Well, that's true. And lemon zest on the top if is if your recommendation, pro. which yeah. you should, because that makes such a difference. But. Um, yeah, this looks so good. So I, I think lemon is a very popular flavor yeah. of icebox pie. Oh, would yeah. you say that? Oh, yeah, for sure. I would say after that would be cherry. Cherry would also be a pretty common flavor. Chocolate. Yeah. So then, yeah, we also had another icebox Yeah, p- Beth Lowe. Pie. Thank you, Christina Engelman and Beth Lowe for these comments. Um, she, Beth gave us a Reese's peanut butter chocolate icebox cake. Yum. Also on the fa- in the um, Facebook podcast group, and <clears throat> this one looks wonderful. I will say it has a lot of ingredients though, so this one's not a throw it together. It it doesn't look like difficult steps, right? It's just more steps. Yeah. Um. So I'm not going to list all the ingredients, but it is like peanut butter chocolate goodness it, yeah it's interest worthy probably absolutely as well. it is beautiful the picture um with Reese's crumbled on the top I mean if you're a peanut butter lover like me this is the glory it is yeah it sounds wonderful so check those out on that podcast group so if you're page. doing an ice those are some pies if you're doing an ice box cake those would be constructed typically by layering um some like crumbled cookies Whipped cream, sweetened condensed milk, or like some sort of a custard. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you would refrigerate until the cookies soften into almost like a cake-like consistency. 
and all the flavors of the dessert kind of meld, meld together. together. Well, this Reese's one actually is a icebox cake. Oh, it is. It's a layered it a cookie thing. That's right. Okay. But the lemon was the icebox pie. Well, and then icebox cake evolved into icebox cookies. And into... Now, I've never seen that. You haven't? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, and into in today's refrigerator cookie recipes, um, I've seen some icebox cookies that are baked. Oh. So I think that I, it's getting the icebox name because you can freeze or refrigerate the dough oh, for so long. Gotcha. That's not what I'm thinking of. I know. But I think it's something that people liked to have on hand so you quickly can so make you can it quickly bake well, i get fresh that cookies. but that's not what i'm thinking of as icebox dessert yeah so the dough is chilled until firm and can be you know kept in the fridge or or frozen these usually have like a cookie or a graham cracker crust mm-hmm. which i also really enjoy and they usually have pudding whipped cream condensed milk something yeah creamy like that um I was also wanting to mention sometimes people get creative with the cookie that they use as the crust. Okay. Using vanilla wafers. Yeah. That's or those smart. wonderful bis- biscoff. Is that how you say it? Oh Cookies. my gosh. Have you ever are... had a crust that's made of that? No. Those oh, are the ones they Lord. serve on airplanes yes. sometimes. Oh my Lord. Yum. Some people use ginger snaps or something like that crumbled up. And um, I've even seen a version of, you know, that wonderful strawberry salad. Yes. That has the pretzel crust. Strawberry pretzel salad. There's a strawberry pretzel pie where it's crumbled pretzels as the crust. So there's so many directions that you can go with these. Um, But anyway, I love these cold I know pies. it's again like we said at the beginning it's so right for these hot summer months not just because you don't want to heat up your house but you're hot you're hot so <laughs> stinking why hot not have so some whipped cream for us sit on the porch let's uh have something cool to eat well what? I've mentioned this before on this podcast but I can't talk about icebox desserts without mentioning one you can just go buy at the grocery if you don't even want to cook at all okay that Edwards yes. key lime pie amen is yes so good yes it is I mean it's better than some key lime pies I've gotten as a dessert at a restaurant mm-hmm. it really is really good yeah so if you're wanting to just pick something up on your way to something it'll already be cold <laughs> it'll already yeah. be done so it's in the freezer section it's in the freezer section and do I they... think they do another they do different ones, but I just always go key lime. That's exactly when I go what Edwards. I was about to ask you. Have you had any other flavors? No, because we've never gone wrong with key lime. <laughs> Why <so>? bother? <laughs> I know I've tried um uh, Marie Callender's key lime pie, not as good, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think I did try um an Edwards chocolate some something and it was fine, but it wasn't like whoa. Like well, if pie. we're going to touch on frozen pies since you've opened the can, Sorry. we might as well say the major party foul we've had happen twice now. Oh, my Lord. Is somebody bringing a pie that has to bake for four hours? First of all, thaw. Oh, yeah. It thaw. was like thaw for two, bake for two, I think. Oh, and then cool for one or something. <laughs> I mean, we're I mean, talking about a five-hour ordeal. It was 
way beyond, even if we started at the moment that people got there, way beyond the hours that we had to. So keep that in mind if you're bringing something. Yeah. That's not helpful <laughs> at all to your host. You it's stressful. You basically just brought a host gift. For a right. later day, because that's not happening at today's event. And now the <laughs> poor hostess is stressed out because she was counting on your pie. Let our faux pas be your wins. For that's right. For a future gathering. <laughs> that's right. Anyway. Well, that was a good little I know. Uh, summary. Except I'm hungry. Cool Thanks desserts. Thanks a lot. Right? I, <laughs> I need a creamsicle salad. Yes. Well, if you are enjoying our podcast, I'll give a little plug for our um, ongoing request for reviews. And that's something that helps people find us. I a don't lot understand of people, algorithms, but well, we but need... you understand searches. I do. I do. And so a lot of searches um, use words that people put into reviews and so if you enjoy this podcast it would be helpful even if it's not apple Podcasts that you listen to us through if there's another spotify app that you're listening through that has a review option you could do that it would only help doesn't have to be long just give us a a good review please yes all right y'all go make something cold (laughs) and enjoy it with your little gathering yes have a good week happy fourth of july and peace be with you and also with y'all